Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 181, Spouses and Partners Who Drink. Hello, hello, hello. I recorded this podcast about a year ago, and this is one of the most common questions I get from listeners, clients, people who attend my free classes is, how do I cut back when my partner and my spouses or my friends drink? And so I invited several of my clients on the podcast, and I talked to them about how their partners handled their drinking less, how they handled their desire to drink less while their partners and spouses drink. And I want to let you know that because this is my number one question (laughs) that I get, I'm actually holding a free class at the end of the month. And you can sign up for the free class on this topic. It's called How to Drink Less When Your Friends and Your Partners or Spouses Drink. Click through to angelamasenic.com forward slash events, and you can sign up for this free class. I'm holding two different times at the end of June. You don't want to miss that. Come ask me questions directly. It's a free class where this is the main topic. I'm going to give you real skills and tools that you can handle these conversations or not, if you don't want to talk about it as well, with your spouse or your partner and your friends who also might heavily drink. So don't miss out on that and enjoy the episode. So good to be here. I'm super excited today because we've got five amazing, beautiful clients of mine who have agreed to come on the podcast today to talk about spouses and partners who drink. (laughs) And I'm so thankful that they're willing to come on and share their experiences here. I have received dozens of emails and comments and questions in my classes, on Instagram, on my podcast about what to do when your partner, spouse, husband, wife drinks the same amount that you do and you want to cut back on how much you're drinking. So before we get into that, I just want to give you some updates. We have our class that's actually happening on July 1st. It's called Drink Less and Summer More. The link to sign up for that is in the show notes. So click through the podcast notes, sign up. We're having one on Thursday if you didn't catch us in time and another one the following week. Don't worry if you can't make it live, it's going to be recorded and sent out. But As we enter the summer, it's in full force. We're in swimming and vacations and seeing more people socially after the pandemic. And I want to set you all up for success and give you some real tools that you can use so you can drink less and enjoy your summer more. So sign up for that. And I think that's about it. So let's jump in. Welcome, everybody. And this is just, hi. Thank you. Hi. You're so welcome. We've got everybody represented here. We've got Ruth from Australia. Hey. Hi. And then a lot of other people on that are from all over the place. So you guys, let's just keep it casual, just a casual conversation. So like I said, I have received, you know, many emails, questions, and I thought it would be fun to have you all who have had some serious success in cutting back how much you're drinking while your husbands are still there or spouses, right? 
So before we get into that, somebody who couldn't make the call actually wrote in, who is a former client of mine, and she wanted to contribute because she thought it was pretty significant. Um, I am going to read that story to you, and then I think that'll kick us off great because I think it'll ping some of your comments and things like that that you want to contribute. So she wrote, before joining Stop Over Drinking and Start Living, my husband and I drank any chance we got. Celebration, drink, sad, annoyed, frustrated, drink, drink, drink. We really didn't have an off button, and we encouraged each other to drink and really looked forward to it. Once I undertook this program, while he was always supported in my journey, he had hesitation regarding his own. He didn't and still struggles to see what the problem was. I think he felt a little judged in the beginning, and he was hesitant to drink around me. I'll be honest, it was hard to see him indulge without me, without feeling annoyed and angry. Angela completely guides you through this process with a, with a thought work. I learned that his behavior has nothing to do with me and vice versa. I dropped the manual and with that went the resentment. Currently, my husband still drinks but is probably about 50% less than he used to. I mean, who likes drinking alone? His buddies still overindulge and normalize it, so he tends to do it more around them. I don't judge because I'm armed with the model, feeling my feelings and all the things. And they aren't. <laughs> so he came home from work, crack a beer, and it will have zero effect on me. And I never thought I'd get to that point, but here I am. And then I had some follow-up questions for her. And the follow-up questions are like, what are some thoughts that you had at the very beginning about your husband drinking and you trying to cut back? And then what are your thoughts now? So after you went through the program. So her, her thoughts at the beginning were, Ugh, why does he get to do it and I don't? Why can't he just support me by not drinking around me? I just want to join him. So those were her thoughts at the beginning. And now her thoughts are, I'm choosing not to drink. I have zero desire for alcohol right now. It's not on my drink plan or I don't even notice. So I think that's just kind of a testament to what is possible Right. So like not only did she focus on herself, but she he kind of like naturally got on board. Right. He reduced his alcohol by about 50 percent. And I'll tell you and then we'll kick it off and, and ask you guys some questions. That's been the same experience for my husband. So I remember the first time that I did this longer break from alcohol it was about 90 days and it was my 40th birthday. I had already planned to have a party at a wine bar before I decided to do this. So I kept those plans. I had invited all my local friends and my husband was like, you're gonna host this party and not drink. You're gonna invite all these people to come and not drink. I'm like, yep, it's okay, you know? And, and I just like wanted to show him like what was possible. Like, I'm not gonna be a different person. I'm still gonna have fun. I'm not gonna make anybody else stop doing what they're gonna do. So, and now like gradually, and we'll get into that story a little bit more, probably about nine, 10 months later, he really started changing his ways on his own, in his own way. But it just kind of naturally, the influence in the household obviously happens, right? It's just like we're influenced by people spending time with people who drink, we probably drink more. And when you start to cut back, you start to influence the other people in the house. So who wants to start? Like, tell me maybe stuff, like when you first joined you know tell us a little bit about your you and your husband's relationship with alcohol and what that looked like oh gosh i was thinking about that earlier and i was thinking about when we really started drinking together and it was when our kids went into the public school and we started making friends with people in the neighborhood and we would have all these barbecues and like it it slowly turned into like 
a lot of the parents getting drinking way more than they should with all these kids around. And the last 10 years or so, it got worse because as the boys got older and we were able to leave them at home um, a lot and go out to every Friday night, we would go out to our favorite Italian restaurant. You know, it was like cheers. Everybody knew us. We knew everybody there. A typical Friday night, and I was thinking about this before, a typical Friday night was we would each have a martini, we'd share a bottle of wine, our favorite bartender would continue pouring wine into our glasses even after our bottle was gone, and then he would make us like some kind of after-dinner drink. That was every single Friday night. And, you know, at some point, I, I kept thinking we were we were having this time we were connecting with each other. Like this was a time we spent together. This is how, you know, we connected and talked. And then I began to realize that neither one of us had any idea what the hell we even talked about the night before. Mm. So there was no connection there. We thought we were connecting or we would be connecting, but he would be turned drinking with a friend this way. I would be turned drinking with a friend this way. And then we'd come back together and talk. But by the time we got home, woke up the next morning, had no idea what we had even talked about the night before. Mm. And I realized like, this is no way to connect with your spouse at yeah. all. Yeah. So tell us about now, like what happens on a Friday night? Now on a Friday night, it's, I make my drink plan um, for the week. And more often than not, it's one cosmopolitan and he regardless of whether it's Friday or Monday or Tuesday, he makes a martini at 5 p.m. every night. Shaker goes off. Um, and I just kind of do my thing. And at the tip, on the typical Friday night, like, we do sit and we do have our one drink together. Um, and we usually watch a show together and then, you know, talk a little bit and catch up on the week. But, like, we totally are connecting a lot more for sure than we have the ability to connect more because we're both coherent and it's great it's really just great to wake up saturday morning and not look at each other like uh oh what did we do what did mm. we say did we get into a fight you know mm. there was so much like if i woke up in the other room it would just be like uh what happened last night Oof. you know yeah. and we don't have that anymore at all that's awesome yeah so yeah. when he pours a drink it just if it's not on my plan it doesn't really affect me. Like, like you said, um, I, you know, I let him do him, mm -hmm. you know, and I do me. It was kind of like when, you know, anyway, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's great. I think that's a, a great sort of like before and after, right? So like, not only are you drinking significantly less, you guys are able to connect more and remember the evening, both of you, right? And I think now, especially we don't have the buffer of the kids between us because we're empty nesters, mm -hmm. that it's it has become even that much more important for us to actually be able to connect with each other. Because, you know, for the longest time, you're mom and dad, you're not necessarily husband and wife. Yeah. And now that we're, you know, husband and wife again and really connecting with each other, our relationship has just improved so much. Like we actually enjoy being around each other and, and enjoy, you know, just really having deep discussions together. So it's pretty awesome. Cool. Who else wants to share? Yeah, I'll go. Okay. Um, so, well, my husband and I, we met in a pub. So 
we've been drinking together for probably 30 something years. Um, and so when I gave up drinking, um, I was jealous, very Mm. jealous of him drinking to Mm -hmm. start with. Mm -hmm. And he didn't really respect that my choice to give up drinking because I think he thought it was just another one of my fads, Mm. you know, like I've been on every diet under the sun. So what diet are you starting next Monday? I think it was one of those sort of things. So the longer I went without drinking, the more he started asking questions about, oh, so you didn't, you know, you're not drinking tonight or, and to start with, we found it a little bit hard to communicate because we were so used to having that happy hour every afternoon or day drinking all day Saturday. And I wondered if that was the only thing we had in common for a while that Mm. we both liked to drink. Mm -hmm. But now that it's been five months without drinking and we've had a few discussions about it, like John still drinks way too much I think but I wouldn't I didn't think he drank enough back then (laughs) (laughs) um we still have our happy hour every day and he'll just walk in and go what are you going to drink tonight and I go oh soda water with lime okay and he pours it for me and you know we sit down we have conversations we don't fight anymore Mm. every session used to end with some argument over the most trivial little thing And now if he starts to get a little bit testy, I can walk away. Um, And I know I had to have coaching with Angela about this a few weeks ago because I did think that my husband was drinking too much. But since I've had the coaching, I've realised now that I've had a better look at it, he probably only drinks 50% of what he used to drink. Really? Because I'm drinking. Wow. Because I'm not encouraging him to, oh, should we open another bottle? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So even though he doesn't realize it, it has helped him not drink as much. That's amazing. Can I say something to that? Yeah. Um, I I like what Ruth just said, because um, I refuse to fight with my husband. Like if he, he has a couple drinks and he gets a little like trying to pick a fight with me or something, I literally, like Ruth said, I walk away. I don't engage in it. I understand that it's not him really picking the fight. It's, you know, where his brain is from being altered by the alcohol. And, you know, when we were both drinking, we would get in some pretty major fights because, Mm -hmm. you know, we were both in that same place. So now that I'm able, I know that his brain has been altered by the alcohol. It's like, okay, not him. I'm not talking to you about this right now. And I'll walk away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's huge. That is That's huge. Yeah. That was the same thing for me too. Like I remember so many times and I just got ragey. <laughs> like yeah. just ragey. Like my emotions when I was drinking, like after a couple glasses of wine, it just was like extra, you know, it's mm. like something like we, you know, something would be, I would already be stressed out anyway about like work and the kids and things. And then like one little comment or, you know, him not taking out the trash. I talk about this all the time after dinner. I'm just like, Rawr. You know, like it was just like amplified. And so now I'm just like, if something like that kind of bugs me, I'm just like, you know, I can, I have the, like the wherewithal to like take a break and pause and breathe. We definitely aren't as ragey and fight. Our our relationship for sure has improved and he's not drinking as much either. So he, and for him too, like when you're drinking like that under the influence, it's, it affects how you react to things for sure. 
Yeah, and I don't take it personally when he says something. Yeah. You know, I don't take it personally yeah. from him. I know it's not him, so it's just like, yeah. yeah, okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you, Claire? I, yes, I'll share. Um, so uh, my husband and I met in a bar, and... Um, well, we've been married probably about 25 years now, but um, our relationship with alcohol was we, we pretty much drank every night. Um, and especially on the weekends, it was it was a lot. It was like this this um, kind of running joke on a Friday night, like, you know, what are we going to pickle our livers with next? It was like, you know, martini or a frozen drink or wine and then back to something else. It was just uh, too much. So we eventually um, decided we would start doing booze-free Mondays. Um, and that even took a while to get established. I mean, sometimes I would hope that he would cave. He would hope that I would cave. But eventually got the booze-free Monday down pat. But we were still drinking six days a week. And then, so, finally, I, you know, I tell the story all the time with the pandemic that happened. Um, it was it just got to be too much. I got very scared about how much I was drinking. And um, so I signed up for the um, Stop Over Drinking and Start Living course last October. And um, I was very scared just about everything, just my past and my future and would I be successful with the program. And so I did sit down and I just told my husband I joined this program. And it's a six-month program and this is what I'm doing for myself. And he was like, oh, my God, you're never going to drink again. I said, I'm not saying I'm never going to drink again. Um, and um, I'm I have to do this for me. So you've got your own journey. You have your own path. You have your own challenges. This is what I need to do. So pretty much the right away, um, I told him kind of what it entails. I'm going to make a weekly drink plan, which means what days I'm going to not drink and which days I'm going to drink and how much I'm going to drink. And so as Angela likes to say, he just came along mm -hmm. without me um, asking him to join me or judging him and what he wanted to do. Um, so now I make the drink plan like um, Sunday morning, he'll ask me what's the drink plan, which pretty much means like what days mm -hmm. are you not drinking this week? So let's say this week it was like, okay, I'm not drinking Monday through Thursday. And um, I think initially he would do it with me. Like he likes to say it was for moral support, but I really think, you know, grudgingly he feels a lot better. Mm. Um, but then like, let's say, you know, Friday night, we're going to have a couple of glasses of wine. He's going to have more than me, which is probably in my mind, a, a significant amount more than he should be. But I don't say anything to him about it. I don't judge him on it at all. Um, he can do what he wants to do. And I don't let his actions influence me. If he wants to come home from work on a night that I'm not drinking and drink, I'm fine with it. Mm -hmm. Because it's just not worth it to me to break my drink plan um, and have a glass of wine with him. So, yeah. you how know, does that how does that compare to like? Have you tried cutting back in the past and like wanting him to support you? This could be a question for everybody too. Like, think about a time in the past where you're like, I'm going to do a dry January, or I'm not going to drink during the week, and let's do this. And like, you sell them on. I I did this, so I don't know about you all, but I would sell my husband, like Ruth was saying, like on any diet that I would do. And they were crazy ones, like juice fasts, 
vegan, green smoothies, all the things. And I would like be like, this is what we're doing now and get him on board. And then like, if he didn't follow it or support it, it was just like, ah, then I can't do it. You're making this hard for me. Now I want popcorn. Now I want all the things. Right. So like, did you guys experience this? So I think going back to what Ruth was saying too, it's like at the beginning, my husband was like, Hmm, what are you going to make me do? You know, what is, what is this going to look like? But, but Claire, I'm interested, like, in the past, have you done something like that and then wanted him to do it with you and then got resentful that he didn't do it? No, I can't say that. No, okay. um, I can't say that in all the years I ever said, I mean, I used to definitely want to cut back on my drinking and I know he wanted to cut back on his drinking, but I wouldn't say, you know, oh, I'm not going to drink this week and you better do it with me or else mm-hmm. I can't do it. I mean, the, the, the booze free Mondays was, was hard enough uh-huh. for us to even get that under our belt. And, but yeah. that was something we even both agreed to. Uh-huh. I, I can't say that I ever, you know, did that. So even like on I a booze, on a booze free Monday though, like if you're like, I'm doing the booze free Monday. And then if he's like, well, it was a long day at work. Are you sure it's, or you got a last minute invitation. What would that experience be like? That would have, I would have been, I would definitely have caved. If oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I, if we would have said, okay, it's booze free Monday. And then he comes home from work and says, I really want a glass of wine. I'm having a glass of wine. I would have caved. Yeah. So what would your thought, like that's right. what, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So what were your thoughts during that time? that led you to decide to break your own plan? I think my thoughts were just, you know, that I really didn't want to do it. I really didn't want to do the booze free Monday. It was kind of sort of like uh, almost uh, torturous, Mm. you know, that to even get through it, even though, you know, we liked it and we felt better after even just the one day I was already looking forward to, well, I can get through Monday because I get to have a glass of wine on Tuesday. Mm. So it was definitely a white knuckle for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, for a while, maybe like the last two or three years, it was a lot easier. It was just like, okay, it's booze free Monday. Put Mm -hmm. the wine glasses away, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, the next day. But yeah. So what makes it easier this time for you to stick to your drink plan, even though he might come home on a Tuesday and have a drink? Um, It's, it was, um, for, well, for me, just starting like last October, it's been very gradual. My wine reduction has been very gradual. It wasn't mm-hmm. just, you know, I'm just doing this. Okay, I'm not going to drink for five days. It mm-hmm. was very gradual. It started with Monday, and then it was two days, and it was three days, mm-hmm. and it was four days. So it was a very gradual reduction. Um, but I also along the way, you know, learned about, you know, that honoring the commitment to me which was very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't broken that commitment um, since I started the program. Well, on the booze free days, yeah. I haven't broken my commitment to me. And it's just to me, like, I would think about it, like if he was going to have a drink, I would think I could have a drink. And then I just thought, oh my God, it's just not work- worth it. I'm just going to beat myself up for the next 24 hours. And it was just not worth it. So I think the honoring the commitment to me was a big thing that has, that's what's really changed over the last several months. Awesome. Does anybody else want to add to that topic about feeling resentful or? This one I add, um, you know, the commitment. Every other time I've even tried to give up drinking, which never lasted because I was too tired, too hot, too anxious, too whatever, not have a drink that night. But I didn't ever have a plan. Mm. It was 
I'm not going to drink. But I didn't actually have a plan, nothing written down, no thought put into it. Mm. And I think that has been the difference this time, that I have a plan, I stick to my plan. Mm. Even though I don't drink at all, but even I write down every week that it's zero drinks every day and that's my plan and I stick to it. Love it. What about you, Bridget? Hey there. Um, so my story, I hear a lot of similarities with everybody as far as my husband and I and our relationship with alcohol. Um, we have been married only for two years and um, dated for about, dated, engaged up until marriage, about a year and a half. And there was just a lot of dinners out and a lot of drinking you know we kind of had a standing date every thursday night and it just was a lot of alcohol and then it progressed into weekends hanging out getting to know each other's friends and that went along with a ton of drinking as well and then we went through the engagement phase and the wedding phase and then got married moved in together and blended a family we each have a daughter and that just turned my anxiety upside down. Mm. And I used alcohol even more so at that point for um, helping with my anxiety, which I now know that it just exacerbates my anxiety. But at the time I was using it to numb, you know, numb it down. And then um, that just led to so many nights of alcohol fueled arguments and waking up in the morning, like what Steph was saying with just so much shame and regret and not knowing why I'm sleeping in the guest room, mm. why we're not talking, walking downstairs in the morning with my tail between my legs mm. and just literally apologizing and not knowing why. Oh. And just so much shame behind it. And, you know, he was definitely drinking. He drank as much as I did, but I don't believe the alcohol affected him as like it did um, with my anxiety and mm-hmm. I just was a person that I did not want to be um oh and then in the process I gained 40 pounds over those four years so that mm-hmm. was an added bonus and so um in January I tried to do the dry January like you mentioned and um this past January and within a few days it was like the Monday after New Year's I came home and I had three drinks and <laughs> like what gives, you know, why mm-hmm. can't I get this together? And that's when I joined your program. And I've gone from drinking about 20 to 25 drinks a week to drinking anywhere from zero to four. And his, I remember being coached with you quite a few times about, I just was scared I was going to lose my connection with my husband yeah. because this was what our relationship sadly was built on you know we just love to go out to really nice dinners Thursday night was our night and it's what I thought we connected on yeah but what I realized is the arguments in the next morning were just one I didn't remember the quote-unquote connection we were making Mm -hmm. and two it just not was not worth what the damage it was doing to our relationship yeah so where he is now he definitely still drinks and he Um, when he's just with me, he drinks a lot less, but when he goes out with his friends, he definitely still has his splurges or binges. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But, you know, we just got back from our family vacation. It was a beach week with my mom, parents, and all the kids. And I decided I wasn't going to drink the month of June. I really wanted to challenge myself to go on a vacation. Um, I tried it two other vacations before and wasn't successful. And I really wanted to try it this week. And so I was around my entire family last week, not drinking. And it was, it was challenging, Mm -hmm. but it was really awesome. I did a lot more journaling than I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And, um, he, his support has been so amazing. I mean, he, every single night, even my mom was pushing me to have a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. She told me it made her feel uncomfortable if I wasn't drinking. So I'm like, this is a woman who doesn't (laughs) even drink that much. I was, but he just looked at me and he's like, he just stood up for me and had my back and he's like, she's made a decision. She's not drinking and she's not drinking. And he would just be like, you are doing great. And so Mm. he's, his support has been great. It's definitely been a journey because Mm -hmm. in the beginning I did have a lot of feelings of um, jealousy. This isn't fair. And then I just kind of had to turn around. This is my journey. This is what I've decided to do. And this is about me and I can do me and he can do him. And Mm. I've lost 20 pounds. So I'm getting there. Mm. That's amazing. I think it's so interesting. So it's like, from what I'm hearing from a lot of you all, is like, it's our thoughts, right? It's our worries. It's our concerns that we have in our head about making these changes. Like, we're worried we're going to lose the connection. Like, and less about really knowing what they're thinking about it. Like, you know, there are some questions, like you all have said, like, oh, they asked me a couple questions, or am I going to have to do this too? Or what does that look like? But it's like, the issues are in what we're thinking about the changes in the relationship, right? Right. 100%. One of the biggest shifts I think I found um, in this was when I stopped counting how many drinks Greg was having. Mm. In the beginning, I would be resentful and I would be like, even if I had one on my plan and he made himself another one, I would be like, I can't believe you're doing that, you know? And then once I really started doing the mind work and realized the thought work and realizing it was all on me. And, you know, I got to a point where I just, I wasn't counting how many he had anymore. And that was like, so, um, I know it's so refreshing. It's so freeing to not have to yeah. like be so, so focused on it. Like, mm-hmm. and like tracking it and like, and like judging, right? Like when we count, we're like, we're like, you should, there's your third. And oh my God, you know, like all of that. Everyone's not, so we're all on Zoom. Everyone's like nodding their head. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Laura, what do you got to say? Um, well, my boyfriend and I, we, we drank every night together. Um, it's what we did. Um, he came home from work. He worked from home. I was still working away from home. I, I do work from home now, but, um, and we come home and I mean, I was always the wine drinker. He was the beer drinker and it's just what you did. And we drank and, um, there was lots of times where I would overdrink again, like everybody else was saying the, okay, why am I sleeping in the guest bedroom? Um, I'd wake up in the morning and he'd say, do you know what you did last night? Um, mm. yeah, I think I remember. <laughs> and then he would, enlighten me on some of the things and then there were warnings where I would wake up and say do you remember what you did last night Mm. and when I decided that I wasn't drinking anymore um in the beginning he would say hey I've gone out do you need wine no I'm good I don't need any more I don't need wine I'm okay and it took about two or three months till he stopped asking me and I'm like you know and I didn't tell you know didn't tell me couldn't ask me but I got to the point where 
um, he just naturally stopped. And I'm like, if I want wine, I'll get it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the months, he has significantly cut down. But in the beginning, it was that very, why is he still drinking? Why does he get to drink? Why is he having his fourth beer? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and then never come a point in the evening when the beer would go away. Usually it was when I had gone to sleep. And then he would like do shots of whiskey. Mm-hmm. So he fell asleep and I'd wake up in the morning and think, well, look how much has gone out of that bottle. He must've really been drinking too much mm-hmm. last night. And I, through coaching with you through this whole program have learned that I do me, he does him. And eventually got to the point where he did cut back and he's drinking less than he did. He still drinks, mm-hmm. um, but not as often and not as much. Yeah. So similar the sleeping in the separate <laughs> bedrooms, y'all. We'd never had separate bedrooms, room enough to sleep, because we got the three kids. <laughs> they took up all of our extra rooms, but yeah. So how did you guys work through that at the very beginning? So like you had, it sounds like you had a very similar thoughts. Like why, why does he get to do that? You know, I want to drink. All those similar thoughts, right? Like getting pissed, resentful, counting their drinks. How did you work through that in that moment when you first started and not drink yourself? Because I had Angela in my ear telling me, <laughs> <laughs> honor your drink commitment. It is. It is. It's. It's. It, in the beginning, I mean, there were times where I failed. Mm-hmm. I screwed up. I, you know, was like, okay, screw it. I'm going to have the wine, and I would. And then I would journal about it, and I would do my evaluations, and I would go through what was I feeling, what was I thinking. I am. I would go get the coaching and say, okay what do I do? And I would, and it's the program that made the biggest difference for me because in the past, nothing ever worked. I tried to do dry almost January of 2020. I made it to the 25th after my father passed away and I made it to almost sober October. Um, I would get to the end of the month when I would like cave and it never stuck because I was trying to do it on my own. Mm. And the difference for me was the support the group support, knowing that I could post on Facebook and I would have people, hey, help me out here. And I had people that, women, that had my back. I love that. I had somebody that I could say, hey, yep, I need coaching today and this is why. And people that weren't going to judge me for how much I was drinking. Yeah. People that weren't going to, that were going to help me figure it out. Yeah, I love and that's that. And that's the difference. I love it so much because it's like, yeah, you've like all like this is what I teach, right? Like you got to learn from your failures. And that's part of this work too. Part of like, yep, sometimes your husbands, regardless of the drinking, they're going to say and do things that piss us off, right? Like <laughs> that is going to always happen in any relationship, at work, at home, with their mm-hmm. kids, all of it, right? And then we're going to be triggered to do things sometimes. And sometimes that might look like drinking or eating or scrolling or yelling or whatever it is. But what Laura is talking about is not being hard on yourself about that. And that's what I teach you guys to remove the shame when you do not follow your plan and figure out why. And like that's empowering yourself. So Laura, like what you're talking about, like you figured out what the thoughts and the feelings were that drove the act of drinking. That's you solving your problem, right? So like your husband can't do that for you right? Even though he was drinking or whatever, but you took your ownership in that and figured out what you could do differently next time and learn from it. Correct. Yep. Yeah. 
and and approaching it with that curiosity of okay what did i do how can i learn from this instead of you're such a fraud you're such a failure you're a fuck up you're oh, i'm sorry no, it's okay um, <laughs> <laughs> instead of approaching it from beating myself up why did i do that i'm never going to mount anything i'm never going to be able to do this mm-hmm. but saying okay i had wine big deal i had wine yeah i've been over on it i was do it and how do I fix it the next time and approaching it with that self-love and learning to give myself the grace and the forgiveness and all those other things that you so freely give to everybody else but we don't give to ourselves yeah yeah and that's one of the biggest things I've learned in this program is to love myself unconditionally yes that I'm not a failure I'm not a fraud I'm not a screw-up I'm I'm me and I'm a total wonderful badass me you said are (laughs) Yes, you are. That's amazing. And that's how you, and I've learned so much from approaching it that way versus, you know, beating myself up because that doesn't work. It's so true. Beating your dog does not get them to go out and pee in the yard. (laughs) (laughs) What about the rest of you? How did you overcome that, those thoughts in the beginning of the resentment or, you know, them drinking and you didn't want them to or counting the drinks? Like, what did you do in those moments that helped you stay successful? Well, learning how to um, process the feeling and the urge Mm. definitely was humongous. Um, White knuckling does not work. White Mm. knuckling is miserable. And more often than not, I would 100% give in. It would be a miserable hour or so. And then I would just give in. Mm -hmm. And then would start the whole... um, cycle of shame and everything because I truly believe that you couldn't grow without completely beating yourself down Mm -hmm. that that's how you grow you know you beat yourself up you don't give yourself any permission to fail um you know and that and it's just that's so horrible and that keeps you in such a a bad place, a bad mindset that the next day comes and you're like, okay, I'm not going to do this. And then you white knuckle all over again and you just are in this vicious loop. Yeah. Um, and before you know it, this vicious loop has been going on for you know 25 years. Yeah. Um, so the skills of learning to process the urge and, you know, within that going and journaling and just getting everything out on paper and and just being able to look at it and in your brain and on paper and just be like, okay, this is a normal response and you are strong enough that you, you'll figure this out and then you could process it and, and you'll move forward. I love, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. Like the urges, like, so, like, usually what happens with the husband stuff or whoever, like, social situations, you know, your friends are around, you're, like, have said you're not going to drink, and then the resentment comes in or the um, deprivation, right? Like, mm-hmm. I really want that. Why can't I have that? And you feel, like, this deprivation, and then you feel the urge to drink. Then you're, like, oh, now I want one, right? Like, I really want one. And so it's, like, you got to be able to, like, pause and recognize those feelings, name them, shine some light on them know that there's nothing that's gone wrong for you having them, right? And that's a skill that takes practice, right? And I feel like the husbands gives us a lot of practice for that. (laughs) Yeah, they do. They do. They so do. Yeah. My husband and my 
brother-in-law, when they get together, they just, from the moment they get together till the time he leaves, martinis are flowing. So yeah. I'm going to have a lot of practice this weekend with that. <laughs> Not being resentful. No. What else works I, for the I, rest of you guys? Like, what, was there any other things besides like pausing and working through the urges that you did in those moments in the beginning that helped? Well, I'll share. Um, okay. So I know you guys have heard me tell this story before, but this was like the moment, like, for me that really clicked was um, uh, when my husband had come home from the dentist one evening and he had had like two major dental procedures and, you know, he walked in the door and the first thing he said was, I'm having a martini. And I was like, well, I'm not drinking tonight. And he's like, I don't care. I'm having a martini. And so I'm the one, <laughs> I'm the one over there shaking the martini up. And I was like, Oh my God, I just want a drink so bad. And only because, he was having a drink. That's really the only reason I wanted it, but I wanted it bad. And so I had listened to one of Angela's podcasts where she had said, you know, the, you know, just tell yourself, no, you're not doing this tonight. No, we're not doing that tonight. And so this voice came in my head and said, nope, you're not going to do that tonight. That's not on the plan. If you want to have a drink tomorrow, you can go and put it on your plan. But right now we're not doing that. And, um, you know, so I told my husband, you know, poured his martini and I said, you know, I really want a drink, but I'm not having one. I'm just going to go over here. So I went into another room or something and just had to just sit there and go through the whole, you know, what am I feeling? Why do I want to drink? You know, what, what is, and do the whole processing of the emotions. But that particular moment when I found the strength to do that really clicked for yeah. me to be able to say, I can do this, you know? Um, so that was good. That was great. And then, so, you know, you ask the questions, you know, the questions I like to ask myself now are, you know, um, what will happen if I have this drink? What will happen if I don't have this drink? And then what do I really want? And like, remember the other night I was like, what do, uh, what do I really want? And the answer was, I want to stick to my drink plan. And mm. I'm like, well, okay, then just do it. Why is it so hard? <laughs> so good. <laughs> do it. So, yeah. So that's the things that, that have helped me. Yeah, I love it. Just that little pause in those questions and those moments are so powerful. It just breaks it up, right? It just gives you a chance to kind of zoom out and like get away from the thoughts of the wants and the urges. And you can do that, zoom out, ask yourself those questions. And sometimes that's just enough, right? To give well, you that it's interesting pause. too, to, uh, to say, if I want to have it tomorrow, I can have it tomorrow. That yeah. like, somehow, like, you feel for a few minutes like you've lost your power and then you go, well, okay, if I want it tomorrow, I could put it on my plan for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, boom, you're back in power again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, you know? Bridget, what were One you going to say? Yeah. So I feel like, and just in life in general, I just am giving and spreading myself so thin to everybody else. I mean, with work, my husband, my kids. And when I started this program, I was like, I am deciding that I'm going to be selfish. This is going to be all about me and I'm going to honor my fitness myself. So that mm -hmm. was my main thought was he can do him. I will sit there and watch him drink, but I am honoring my commitments to myself. And I would just start every Monday morning. I would journal and I would decide what drinks I was going to have for the week. And if it wasn't on the plan or if it was one, you know, he was having three and I had only planned one or two. I just really kept telling myself, this is you honoring your commitment to yourself. Mm -hmm. You deserve it. You serve every single person in your life and you have not once served yourself. That's true. So good. That's good. That's a powerful thought to have. It worked for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel when you think that? 
empowered. Yeah. 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 And it's weird because I feel like I'm such a um, strong, independent person. You know, I have very, I'm very successful in my job, all the things. But I just never sat down and really thought about how I'm serving myself personally. Yeah. And I wasn't. I was completely neglecting myself. Mm -hmm. And now I've learned that neglecting myself is actually... I'm, I'm so much better of a person and I actually have a lot more to give when I have put myself first. Yeah, I mm -hmm. totally agree. And that empowerment feeling that you have when you're like, I am doing this for myself. You don't want to get rid of that. Right? No, it's so something it's that stays with you. It's not tempting to like want to go pour a glass of wine when you're feeling empowered yeah. in that moment. Mm -hmm. You're like, you know, this feels pretty damn good to honor my yeah. commitment finally and say that I'm going to take care of myself finally. You know, it's not something that you typically want to numb away from. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that when I do, I did, you know, I have an over drink or I drank more than in my plan. The next morning I wake up and I will journal about it. And it is not a thing. There is no more beating myself up. There is no more shame. I just move on. And that's empowering too. You know, yeah. I don't hold anything against myself anymore. Yeah. How do you think that that practice of not beating yourself up and being hard on yourself has, has that overflown into giving your husband some grace and spouses some grace? Oh, big time. And the kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we have a teenager yeah. in our house, and she's not my biological child, so there's a bunch of different layers there. I mean, she's amazing, but it's a lot of layers with blending families. But just giving grace to everybody in my house, where before mm -hmm. the expectations I had, and I just sometimes were unreasonable. Mm -hmm. I really was short-fused and just letting everybody do their thing and, and making mistakes and moving on from it and everything is okay. So good. I agree. Yeah. 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 I have carved out that time. And the other thing that has helped me so much is just honoring the, I go to bed at 10 o'clock. I get up at five. I take that time for me mm -hmm. and there's, it's on my schedule. It's on my plan. And, um, organize, plan my day, do my journaling, do my thought work, all the stuff that makes me feel good yeah. and makes, helps me make the decisions that I'm going to make for the day. So when, just, so like when you when, do that and then it comes down to it and your husband's having a drink uh, or your spouse is having a drink, right? And if you've set yourself up for success that day and like organize yourself and manage your mind, all that, it makes it probably easier to just be like, he's doing mm -hmm. him, I'm doing me. It does. Yeah. Well, it I, takes I, a lot of drama out of it. It does. And I, I just think that like, I don't want him judging me for anything that I do when it, it's, I'm not, it's not fair for me to judge him, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just like, it's, it's a two way street, you know? Yeah. Like it just, all the judgment is just gone. Yeah. I don't get mad at him for not taking the trash out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Do you guys have like anything else? Like, I feel like we've covered things. So it sounds like it's been a process, right? So I think that's what I want to highlight too. It's like in the beginning, I hear a lot, like, I don't know if I can do this. I've tried before. I don't have the support at home. And what do you guys want to say to those people that say that? That you do um, your you. Own personal journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about journey. I found it really interesting because I remember saying to Angela on our very first call, I don't know who I am sober. Mm. I've been drinking for so long. I didn't know what I was going to be like 
as a sober person and that scared me. Mm-hmm. And I think it scared my husband too, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I have to give him recognition for supporting me through it too. Yeah. So. And how did you get over that fear though? Like what made you decide to do it? Um, to start with, it was the challenge, to be absolutely honest. It was a cha- the, just the challenge mm-hmm. of, oh, you know, 30 days and then it became 100 days. Mm-hmm. And the more I was able to cope in social situations, the more power, powerful I became. And, yeah, now I just own it. I'm not – I was sort of embarrassed to be a non-drinker in the beginning. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But now – now I'm just, I just own it. I don't go out yelling, you know, oh, I don't drink. Look mm-hmm. at all you lot drinking. I don't drink. I don't, I just keep it to myself. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's so powerful. Yeah. What do you think made you be willing to try it though? Even though you didn't know who you were sober, even though that's what you, a lot of you guys, you're, you met your spouses in a bar, right? Like, so mm-hmm. what made you yeah. be willing to try, even though you were scared? I didn't like the person that I was. Mm. I knew, you know, like I'm in my mid-50s, like is this going to be my life for the next 30 years or do I really want to find myself and live properly? That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. So like that, that like sort of idea of wanting to live better outweighed the fear, sounds like. Absolutely, but I couldn't have done it on my own. I and I and I know that I couldn't have done it on my own. I needed those skills, and I didn't know what the skills were. But yeah, you know, I need yeah. skill. I think, like for most of the people in the program or who listen to this, like it's been years, right? Like years of trying different things and saying you're going to do something and not following through. So, like if that's you, if you're listening to this, like there's no shame in getting help for it, right? No, not was, at all. Yeah. And I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. I was sick and tired of waking up in the morning, not feeling good, um, not remembering what was going on. I was just tired. And I was sick and tired of being tired. Yeah. Um, And that's, you know, and I I, I tried it on my own and I just did not have the skills. And it was by the universe bringing you to me that I turned up at the exact right time I needed it. And to learn what skills I needed to be able to become the person I wanted to be. Yeah. So it's like a willingness to be able to figure it out. And I think like, that's what we do inside the program. It's not like you come in and you get all this information and then you start over drinking right away. Like it's a process of like layer by layer, situation by situation, failure by failure to kind of unpack it, look at it, adjust. It's like little degree turns along the way. Yeah. Like peeling the onion. Yes, peeling that onion. <laughs> peeling those layers back and learning. And, yeah. yeah. So let's just go around and, like, Steph, we'll start with you, and then we'll do Laura, Ruth, Claire, and Bridget. Somebody, you know, that might be listening to this and be like, yeah, but you don't know how long it's been. You don't know our relationship. You don't know how much we drink together. What would you say to that person? I would say I probably do know how much you're drinking together because we were drinking together a lot, well over a hundred cocktails a month each. So I do know, and it's just go, just try it. It's, it works. The whole program works. Um, 
once you take responsibility for yourself and your thoughts and your actions, then you can change yourself and your relationship. I mean, my relationship has improved so very much. I, I, I can't even express how much it's changed and how wonderful it's been. And I did not want to spend the rest of my life with my husband in the relationship that we were having before. And now I'm really, really looking forward to growing very old together. We're, we're a very good team again. Because of this work that I've done with Angela, we're a really good team again. And we've been together since he was 17 and I was 18. And I'm 52 and he's 51. So wow. we've had a long, long journey. And this has just improved us so much. So good. Thank you. Laura? I would say if you're, um, you know, I, I totally get how much, yeah, I, would, I agree with Stella. I know exactly how much you're drinking. I was drinking a minimum of one bottle of wine a night, some nights two some nights then I would finish it off with the shots of whiskey. Um, yeah, we were drinking a lot and, um, I knew I couldn't do it on my own. I knew I needed, um, I needed help. And it like Steph said, it's improved every area of our relationship. Now we've been together seven years. Um, we both have been divorced, um, been through a lot of stuff, even in just the time we've been through a lot of things have happened and, but we're able to be there and be supportive for each other. And, um, in ways that we never were before. And he will look at me, you know, every now and then he'll be like, Hey, good job on the not drinking. Um, and it does, it's like, you know, it's, we've grown together and we've come to like really respect each other and it's made everything better. So good. Ruth. So, um, well, yeah, I, I drank more than I care to admit that I drank and I was, I, I remember saying to Angela, I don't think I want to, never drink again and your work and you said but you don't have to never drink again and that's the truth I can choose to have a drink if I want to have a drink I don't drink I haven't I've had two drinks in five months but that's my choice and that's probably the thing that got me over the line is knowing that I could drink again if I wanted to and I don't want to. And it's improved every relationship in my life, not just my relationship with my husband, every other relationship in my life because I look at things so differently and I look at myself. I don't look at the other people and what they're doing wrong. I have a look at what my role is in the situation. You're so amazing. Thank you. Bridget? Um, what I would say um, to anybody that had those thoughts um, is that I hear you. I understand you and I was you. Um, I get it. And I just think that you deserve to put yourself first and just give this a try. You know, um, what I think I want to make sure that everybody understands is that this is not about stopping drinking. Mm -hmm. This is about deciding how much you want to drink and sticking to that plan and honoring your commitments. Um, my husband, in the middle of this process, he did, we talked about it a lot. We had a lot of good conversations about, you know, my fear of us losing this connection when I stopped drinking or drinking less. And he did make a comment. He said, you know, there is a part of me that just sometimes I miss my drinking buddy. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was like a really fair thing to say yeah. and a fair feeling to feel. And um, I, although I didn't drink, you know, the past month, 
I do enjoy having a glass of wine with my husband, but I also enjoy it being completely my decision and in my control. And he loves going to breweries and, you know, drinking was such a big part of our lives. And I don't want it to not be a part of our lives. I just want it to be a part of my life when I decide and the exact amount. So uh, everybody in this program has done such different things and had such different um, journeys, but you just make it your own. And I, I just, I just wish that you would just give it a try because it has just been life changing for most everybody that's been in this program. Thank you. I love that you said make it your own. There's no one yeah. prescribed way. You get to figure out what that looks like by looking at what you think and how you want to feel about it, right? And right. I think that's the the empowerment piece of it. You get to decide always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Claire. Um, gosh, I can't really add to what everybody else said, but I will say that um, uh, everybody's on their own journey in this program. I used to um, definitely compare myself a lot to everybody else. But then I realized the other day that, you know, my journey is my journey and it's a perfect journey. And um, my relationship with my husband has only improved after doing doing this work. Thank you. You guys are rock stars. Any last parting comments anybody want to make? I just, I think Bridget's uh, point was that it's not about not drinking. Nobody shames anybody if they do drink. It's all about learning how to have the relationship with alcohol that you want to have and being in control of that and being in control of your life. Thank you. So good, right? Oh my gosh. Thank you everybody again for coming on and talking about this on the podcast. I highly recommend that you all sign up and click through to take the free class, how to drink less when your friends, partners, or spouse drink. That's again, that's AngelaMasenic.com forward slash events. And if you want to join my six month coaching program where we get regular coaching on this stuff, that URL is AngelaMasenic.com forward slash join S-O-D-S-L. And all of this is linked up in the show notes as well. Talk to y'all soon. Didn't we put it on?